0: This topic that the Lord has given me is going to be a blessing um, to us, not just for now, but as long as we are Christians. My messages these days are coming from the fairy furnace. <laughs> they are coming from the place of baptism by fire. Ah. Uh, I've been going through some tests and trials, like I said, in the last one year. And, well, business opened it up. But it wasn't just about business alone. It's been about everything. Spiritual, everything that you can think of. And the Lord has not left me. It's been my stay. It's been my strength. In fact, he has opened my eyes more to the scriptures. The scriptures I thought I knew before, now I know them now, practically. The ones I never knew, he's also showing me. He's working his glory in my life to take me to a place of greater glory so I can be of greater blessing to his children. Not just in the Expression House, but across the globe. So, this is one of such messages, and I want you to please pay attention. Um, It will bless you, not only for now, but for many years to come. If you will, please turn in your Bible with me to Psalm 89 and verse 34. That will be my text. Psalm 89 and verse 34. The book of Psalms, chapter 89 and verse 34. The Lord said, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Say with me, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. I have for a title, the blood covenant. So you can make it the blood covenant part one. The Blood Covenant, Part 1. Psalm 89 and verse 34. In the days in which we live, the challenges faced by mankind are enormous. Especially believers. The onslaughts launched by hell against us are targeted at weakening our faith and resolve. This is so because as long as you are strong in faith, you are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. In the body of Christ generally, in these past two weeks, a lot happened. And those of you that usually follow news on social media, you would have seen quite a number of things in the body of Christ. We've lost some generals. Uh, Things have happened in marriages and homes and people's finances and health and all of that it is all an attempt by hell to weaken our faith and our resolve. Because when certain things happen to certain people, it has the tendency to put a lot of questions on your mind. Are you with me? (laughs) There are certain people that we look up to as mentors, our coaches, our leaders. And so when the unexpected happens to them, We begin to ponder and wonder, what could be going on? Like one of our sisters lost her mom. This was, I think, early this year. The mom had cancer, and then I would go to their home and pray and minister. And our faith was strong. Mommy was also, at some point, you know, our faith was strong. I mean, it was like she was able to recover a little bit. And then the thing came back again and stuff like that, and... I happened to be very close to the family. And so I kept encouraging them, don't worry, all is going to be well. Mommy's healed, gave her scriptures. The day she eventually passed, it was a Sunday like this, our dear sister, my beloved daughter, called me on the phone and she was crying and she said, Pastor, mommy's gone. Ah, my heart broke into pieces. I was in my office in the midst of some guests she took a bike all the way from her house. This girl lives several miles from here. One of the people I give kudos. People that come from Elebu area. Elebu, Pulyole, that side. Extension. She took a bike to church, ran into my office, fell on the floor. And she put this question to me. She said, pastor, but you said God is good. Now will I say God is bad? God is good. Psalm 106 verse 1 tells us God is good. Psalm 107 verse 1 tells us God is good and his mercy endured forever. Psalm 118 verse 1 tells us that God is good and his mercy endured forever. (laughs) In my life also, I have seen the goodness of God. I've seen the wickedness of the devil, but I've seen the goodness of God. Now when she said that, that also got to me. I said, God, but you are good. I didn't have the right words to console her or to comfort her. I was just just there. Just pleading with her to take it easy. And then the day came, we did the burial, and she was all over the place crying. It's an experience that will probably not leave me in a long time. Um, I've seen eventualities happen to good people. I mean, when my own mother died, who did she offend? She wasn't ill. I've seen other people's parents, dad or mom or something like that. I mean, I've seen things happen. I've seen marriages break. Wonderful people, wonderful couple, a family growing together and loving each other. And all of a sudden something happens and then everybody goes their separate ways. You see, these are the realities of life. And it doesn't matter whether we are Christians or not. But more importantly, Satan targets the church, targets believers. And the reason it does that and brings his attack because he just wants to attack is because there are people who are looking up to us. Whether you know it or not, there are people who are looking up to you. Say, ah, pastor, but I just gave my life to Christ last year. There are people who are looking up to you now. If you go down, something will happen to their faith. Are you with me? This is why we need to pray also for our pastors and leaders. If you say, I'm not concerned, you are concerned. And the day you feel concerned, you'll be sorry for yourself. So pray for your pastors. Pray for your leaders. We need to pray for the body of Christ. The onslaught of the enemy is targeted at weakening our faith and our resolve. Why our faith? Because our faith is the victory that overcomes the world and Satan, the God of this world. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. The Bible says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Someone say, even our faith. Your faith is the victory. Someone say, my faith, my faith. is the victory. Now, that's weak. I want you to say it like you're convinced. Say, my, my faith is the victory. Now, I, can, I, I will not allow my faith to be weak. Don't allow your faith to go down. Because that is the weapon that you have against the enemy. And he will do anything to weaken that weapon. That's why in Luke chapter 22, I believe, verses 31, 32, or maybe to 35, Jesus said to Simon, he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you, that he might sift you like wheat, He said, but I prayed for you that your faith fail not. He said, and when you have been strengthened, when you have been converted, strengthen your brothers. That's in Luke 22, verses 31 and 32. So, the goal of the enemy is actually targeted... at weakening our resolve and weakening our faith because he knows that as long as we stand in faith and stay in the faith, regardless of things happening around us, we will rout him at the end of the day. We will see his backside. Are you with me? But if we drop our faith and we run away, then he will chase after us and deal with us. So what he wants is that you drop your faith. What he wants is that you get to a point where you say, Look, I give up. God, you can't do this. I will go and look for an alternative. Don't you ever do that. Because if you drop your faith in God, he will then come after you. You have no weapon against him anymore. And then he will now be able to do whatever he wants to do. May the devil never prevail against you as a child of God in the name of Jesus. Please let me have a better amen. Faith is the victory faith in whom faith in god not faith in your faith some people have faith in their own faith i'm a man of faith if i release my faith into that situation don't worry it will change no your faith must be in god first corinthians 2 5 is it 2 5 now that your faith stand not in the wisdom of men but in the power of god yeah first corinthians 2 5. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of god let your faith stand not in the wisdom of any man but in the power of god if that's all i said this morning i have said everything let your faith do, let your faith not stand in the wisdom of men but stand where in the power of god someone's the power of god is god powerful in Mark eleven twenty two, 22, Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Let me tell your neighbors, have faith, have faith in God. He didn't say have faith in faith. He didn't say have faith in your country. He didn't say have faith in the new country you are going to. He said have faith in God. Let me tell your neighbors, have faith in God. Faith in God. But how reliable is this God? I know he's all powerful. But can I depend on him? Can I entrust my future to this God? Does he care so much about me? You know, there are so many things that the devil fires at us as thoughts. That's why the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 10.4 that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. So let's look at that. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every what? Every what? Thought. That's where the devil defeats us. Thought. He just fires a thought at your mind. Boom. And that thought comes and takes root and then you are all messed up. Or he fires the thought and you fire it back. And you cast it down immediately. And you walk in victory. Thoughts. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The previous verse. What does it mean to be carnal? Natural. Maybe even sensual. The weapons of our warfare are not natural. They are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are these strongholds? He now went further to describe strongholds by telling us, the next verse, casting down imaginations. Imaginations, thoughts. Strongholds, imaginations, thoughts, they are all in the same category. When a thought becomes a stronghold, it stays in your mind. You can almost not be able to think outside of that box. It's the last thought on your mind as you go to bed, it's the first as you wake up in the morning. And as you are driving down the street during the day, it stays there. Like this thing is not going to change. This is how it's going to be. In fact, it's not going to get better. In fact, it's going to get worse and all of that. Those are imaginations. Those are strongholds. Those are thoughts. But the Bible says the way to deal with them is to cast them down and to bring them, bring them into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, we all need to deal with this in our lives. The devil will give you 1,001 reasons why you end up a failure. Why nobody will like you, nobody will marry you. Even if somebody marries you, you can't have children because of your body configuration. Or because of one sin you committed last year, you had an abortion. And who knows, maybe your womb is gone. And if you entertain those thoughts, he will use that to defeat you. As I'm talking to you this morning, I'm talking to myself too. Because in the different situations I'm going through, he gives ideas. You can be happy one moment all oh, rejoices and all of that and then just one fire one arrow of thought, just comes and then the next moment you are all messed up anybody knows what i'm talking about this morning one thought oh, are we going through the same thing anybody knows what i'm talking about this morning oh yeah how do we deal with this this enemy in the invisible realm cast down those thoughts and stay in the faith zone but your faith must not be in yourself your faith must be in god almighty who is able to do all things can i have an amen Is this god reliable can i entrust my life into his care one of the things the bible states very clearly about god is that god is a covenant keeping god somebody say god is a covenant keeping god now the word covenant is a very powerful word and please young people i want you to learn this now it will help you for now and for many many years to come God does not have casual friends. We have casual relationships. People we see once in a while, hey, hello, how you doing? You good? Boom, nothing serious. Some of your friends on campus are just casual. You don't know their room number. You don't have their phone number. You only meet at lectures or seminars, conferences, and say, ah, I've met you before. Yeah, hi, hi, how you doing? Bum bum, and then you go. Casual. God does not honor casual relationships. God does not have casual relationships. God is a covenant-keeping God. Somebody say with me, God is a covenant-keeping God. That's why I want to teach you the covenant. Because if it is not taught, then you will not know that it even exists. And if you don't know that it exists, then how can you walk in it? Uzziah chapter 4 verse 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you don't know, then you can't take advantage of it. Are you with me, church? And that's why those of you that come to church, I encourage you to write. Write something or put something down on your iPad or iPod or whatever you have, iPhone. Put some points down. Because, look, don't come to church with a magnetic brain. Thank God for your brain. But a short pencil sometimes can be better than a long memory. So that you can have a reference point later. Maybe after the service or during the week, go over the notes and look at the points you put down. These things will help your life. God is a covenant keeping God. God does not honor casual friendships. And if you don't know what the covenant is, then you'll be singing the song, You Are Covenant Keeping God, but you don't know what you're singing. What is the covenant? In Proverbs 19, verse 2, the Bible says, For the soul to be without knowledge, it is not good. So we must seek knowledge. We must seek knowledge. In Colossians 1, 10, Paul the apostle prayed for the church. That we might increase in the knowledge of God. So that you walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So it's important that we have knowledge. Knowledge of who? Knowledge of God. Knowledge of the covenant. That we have with God. Our civilized society and high tech, you know, uh, generation does not know much about covenants, like our forefathers did before the world became civilized. (laughs) You know, and uh, my aim in teaching this topic, this subject today, starting from today, is to delve deeply into this subject. And see how it helps in our walk with God. I want us to delve deeply. I've taught it before, but it was a long time. Now I want to delve deeply into it. And I trust God that this topic I'm treating from today would help our faith in God and our walk with God. Because God is a covenant-honoring, covenant-keeping God. In Psalm 25 and verse 14, can you put that on the screen, please? I can quote it, but I want you to see it. Everybody read it also. Psalm 25 verse 14. One, two, let's go. The secret of the Lord, I can't hear you. One, two, go. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will, and he will show them what? His covenant. Does he need to show them if it is obvious? Come on now, talk to me, church. My face is obvious. Do I need to show you my face? But if you choose that you want to see my my tummy this morning. Say, ah, pastor, you used to have a big tummy. The tummy has gone down a little bit. I just want to see the size. Now, that means I will have to pull up what I'm wearing and then show you my tummy. Because it's in a place that is hidden right now. Why will God show them his covenant? Because not everybody knows the covenant of God. It is not something that is obvious to the carnal mind he has to show you by revelation and when we say revelation and we say light we are saying the same thing and you know god is light first john 1 5. Psalm 27 verse 1 the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the strength of my life of whom shall i be afraid when you meet god you meet light in fact the bible says it dwells in the light that no man can approach unto In James 1.17, he's described as the father of heavenly light. With whom there is neither variableness nor shadow of turning. Are you with me this morning? God is light. In Psalm 36 and verse 9, he said, For with you is the fountain of life. And in your light shall we see light. It's in his light we see light. You want a revelation? Get it from the light of God. In his light we see light. And I pray light is coming in the name of Jesus. Oh, send out your light, O oh God. Send out your truth. let it guide us and lead us in the way of everlasting. The Lord will show them His covenant. He will show them His covenant. The Lord will show us His covenant in the name of Jesus. In ancient days, among all tribes of people and all civilizations, there was the common practice of covenants made by blood. These blood covenants were a matter of totally giving oneself to another without any reservation for life. It meant complete loyalty. Once a blood covenant was cut between two individuals or families, that covenant was an agreement that lasted for at least eight generations. A generation is a period of 40 years. Two individuals come together they cut a covenant and that covenant lasts at least eight generations follow me very closely as I close with the passing of time however and the more sophisticated our cultures became the human family strayed from such covenants consequently Today, many believers are unaware of their own blood covenant with God. Many of us are not aware that we have a blood covenant with God. Many of us have no real understanding of the eternal promises written in the precious blood of Jesus. And so we need to remind ourselves. And that's what I want to do by the help of God with this series. In that covenant of blood, God has provided everything we need... To take authority over our flesh and let the image of Christ be fully formed in us. God has made everything available through the blood of Jesus. Can I have an amen to that? And God's covenant has given us the power to succeed in every task and fulfill every dream that he has put in our heart. So we are going to take a, a, a closer look by the grace of God at this topic and the range of promises that God made in his covenant with us, sealed in the blood of Jesus. Let me define what a covenant is, and then I will stop it there for today. The Hebrew word used for covenant actually means a cot where blood flows. A cot, C-U-T. British Or Ghanaian English, cut. I think that's more of Ghanaian. Cut. A cut. Look at me, everybody. Like when you make a cut in your skin, you cut your skin and then blood flows. That's covenant. The Hebrew word used for covenant means a a cut where blood flows. So for them, when you talk covenant, you're talking blood. There are different kinds of covenant. There's also salt covenant, but I'm not going into that. That's not my focus. My focus is the blood covenant. There are about seven steps when a blood covenant is going to be taken between two families. There are about seven steps of activities that are taken. I would not be able to go into that today because of my time, because I want to stop. So let me just summarize it. In our modern day use of English, the poorest description of a covenant will be a contract you know in a contract at least two parties will sign i sign you sign so if everything goes right this is what you are going to pay me if things don't go right this is what i'm going to pay you and that's okay i agree if you disagree you don't sign even though most nigerians let me say most of us don't read the terms and conditions of an agreement, or a covenant, or a contract, we just do what? We just sign. Especially where software is involved. You buy a new phone, you're downloading software, and then they say terms and conditions. Am I right about that? What, what do we do normally? You just scroll all the way. Then what do you click? I agree. So tomorrow when Yahoo says, we're deducting money from your account, say, Ah, okay, Yahoo take my money? You can't take my money? No, no, no. When I signed up, it was free. Hey, go back, they will refer you if you sue them to the court of law, you're gonna lose because they will refer you to the contract, the terms and conditions that applied, and you yourself clicked I agree. Ha! Ah, when did I agree to this one? Somebody gave me a very bizarre contract to sign some time ago. Last year, actually. Actually, when this project started. For some reason, I just thought, ah, what if there's a delay? What if? And this man wants me to take all the responsibilities. I'll make a full refund, I will do this, I will do that, and I will not be able to use the police against him, and I, and, and I cannot sue him to the court of law, and, but he can arrest me, and he can do it. Ah. I said, why would this contract be one-sided? He just favors only you, and then leaves me out. So I threw it at him and said, no, I'm not going to sign that. I won't sign that. And he told his wife, well, the man is not serious. I said, no, tell your husband he's not serious. How does he want me to sign that? I'm not going to sign that. For us to have a covenant, the two of us must agree. Are you with me? So let me just give you a very, oh my God, my time is up. But let me give this example. So we have two families. This happened a lot in the ancient times. This family is known for war. They are warriors. They are strong. They are powerful. When you look at them physically, they are well built for that. Some people are built for that. But they are illiterate. So they don't have mental, so much of mental power. They have the bronze, so they are brawny, but they are not brainy. Now, here comes another family down the line. They are brainy, but they are not brawny. They are legger, leggy, small, weak. But upstairs, my God, they have intellectual power that can send somebody to prison. So the head of this family and the head of this family say, look, Why don't we merge? Why don't we become covenant partners? So that if war arises and warriors come and they want to finish my family that is not physically strong, you, the physically strong family, will arise and fight for me. And in the case of litigation, somebody wants to take you to the court of law and they want to use the law to take all your property because one single law, one single Decree one single policy can just wipe out your property. And you come back to zero and then you become bankrupt. Instead of that to happen, why don't you sign a pact with us and we will arise and fight legally your battle for you? And this family that is very strong physically but weak mentally will say, Okay, that's it, that's a good one. So why don't we come together? The two families will come together. There will be an agreed place, agreed time, there will be a priest, there will be animals to sacrifice. Etc. etc. There'll be conditions to fulfill, and on the day of the covenant is a big one, step by step by step, seven steps, and a covenant will be caught. And the moment it is caught, my goodness, if you ever come against that guy, that guy that is lepatious, that guy that is weak and cannot fight, if you ever come against him physically, you have. A bigger enemy to handle the one you have to handle is his covenant partner so you cannot mess him up his covenant partner will arise and deal with you are you with me church they will also do a change of names they will insert the names of each family into the names of each family into the names of both families so for example this is Fred Fisher in the Fred family the fish 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 and then here is Jones fighter now Jones fighter, they fight, 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 but they are hungry. Now, Fred Fisher, they fish, 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 but they cannot fight. But they have a lot of fish. So, instead of hunger to kill this one, let me supply you fish so you can continue to be strong. Now, when they want to beat me and take away my fish, you will fight for me. So, at the end of that exercise, my family name will change from Fred Fisher to Fred Jones Fisher. You remember the Jones fighter? Oh, Fred Fighter Fisher. I will have to take his name and insert in my name. And his own name also will stop to be Jones Fighter. It will now be Jones Fisher Fighter or Jones Fred Fighter. They have to come together. That's why I see some family names are compound names. Because two families have merged together to become one. So an injury against one is an injury against the other. Are you with me this morning? Have you heard the saying blood is thicker than water? Have you heard that before? That's where it comes from. It comes it's a covenant statement. Because in covenant they cut at some point blood will mingle, blood will flow with blood. So they are saying actually that my covenant partner that we have mingled blood together is thicker than my natural brothers and sisters. That's the same thing that happens in the occult. The occults have stolen it from us. But we don't need to cut physical flesh and mingle blood anymore. Are you with me? Are you aware there is HIV and hepatitis? Are you aware that witches don't suck blood anymore? They used to suck blood back in the day. They also had HIV and then they took off. I think they feast on ice cream and burger now. Now, I will, next week by the grace of God, next Sunday, I will alight the seven steps. Then I will show you how we got into covenant with God. Our covenant with God, the new covenant especially, is actually between Christ and the Father. Glory be to God. In the Bible, we have the Abrahamic covenant. I will show you also next week in Genesis. When God actually came down and caught a covenant with Abraham, and God was swearing. Now, part of the, the rituals or part of the processes in a covenant is there's a point for swearing. It's like when they say you are swearing an oath, there's a there's a part where they will be saying to each other. If any enemy ever comes against me, and I do... and Okay, no. If any enemy ever comes against you, and you call upon me, and I refuse to arise to come and help you, may all the curses of this world come upon me and my descendants. Can you see where? Sometimes our issues come from in Africa. Because some of our forefathers had sworn an allegiance to some god somewhere to some family somewhere on some altar. And along the line, the children did not carry on with the terms and conditions. (laughs) And now, you're fighting invisible battles. Now, it's not just Africa. Asians too. The Middle East too. Now they understand covenant. And then there's a point they will say, if any enemy ever comes against me and I call on you and you refuse to stand up to fight for me, may you be blah, 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 blah. And those blah, blah, blah are not really nice. I can't say them from the pulpit. But if any enemy comes against me and I call on you and you stand and you fight, all these blessings will come on you. If any enemy comes against you and you call upon me and I stand and I fight, all these blessings will come upon me. They will swear. To an oath. Before they will mingle their blood, before they drink stuff and take an oath and all of that. The moment it is done, it is done. So all the children, they will wrap it up with with a feast. Celebrate. Now we are one. So an injury against you is an injury against me. Naturally. So if, if somebody slaps you, I don't need to get a permission from you to slap them. Are you with me? So, if Satan is harassing your life, who is your covenant big brother? Talk to me. What's his name? King Jesus. King Jesus. Call him King Jesus. King Jesus. He will arise and he will fight your battles for you. Why? Because we are in a covenant relationship. This book, this Holy Bible, is a book of covenants. That's why they say, New. Old, covenant, old Testament, New Testament. The word testament is just another word for covenant. Is a book of covenants. And both the old covenant and the new covenant point to one person. To Jesus. Can I have an amen? Yes. So you will never go under. Can I have an amen? Yes. Whatever it is you are going through right now, you will overcome. Yes. Because of the covenant. God will not allow us go down. Because of the covenant. Can I have an amen to that? Stand on your feet, say because of the covenant that I have with God the Father, through his son Jesus Christ, I will not go down, I will not be put to shame. Now, I wanted to make this confession very short, I didn't plan we are going to make it. Now say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the covenant that I have with you. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by his blood. Today, I decree everything that has come against me in my body, in my mind, in my soul, or even in my spirit that is not of you, I command them to go. I command Satan, take your dirty hands off of my mind, off of my soul, off of my body, off of my finances, off of my business, off of my academics, off of my ministry, off of my family. Do it now. I come against you in the name of my covenant partner, King Jesus. Now you get out. That's not how to say, get out. Now you tell him with every force that you have in you. Now you get out. You get out. In, the in the name of Jesus. I have the victory. Have the victory. In, the in the blood of Jesus. They overcame you. They overcame you. you Mr. Defeated devil. The By, the the By the blood of the lamb. The lamb is Jesus. And they overcame you by the words of their testimonies. And they loved not their lives even unto the death. So I overcome you by the covenant blood shed for me. (laughs) With all the promises written for me. I overcome you this morning by the same blood. And by the word of my testimony get out be gone in the name of jesus i command every sickness every infirmity every disease in my body from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet get out in the name of jesus My covenant big brother. I have the victory. The victory is mine. I celebrate the victory. I rejoice. I am glad. I am triumphant. I am victorious. I am blessed. I am highly favored. I am marvelously helped. I will never be stranded. I will never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, ever ever. be put to shame. Give God the praise this morning. (laughs) Woo! Is that the best you can do this morning? of you need to shake off, shake off, shake off depression, shake off sadness, shake off sorrow, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, shake off failure, shake it off, you are blessed, I say you are blessed, I say you are blessed, listen to me, we have read the Bible from cover to cover, we've seen the book from Genesis to Revelation at the back of the book, guess what is written there, victory victory hallelujah we know how this story ends it ends in victory it ends in praise shandala bahaya can i pray all eyes closed